0: do you as a christian know the four things the holy spirit does for you in your life in the bible we can read those turn with me to john 14:26 in this passage of scripture jesus speaks of two of the things done by the holy spirit for us for the believer but the comforter Which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. These are the two of the things out of the four that the Holy Spirit does for each of us. He teaches us all things. I used this all the time when I ran my business, which was an American Indian arts business in the 70s in Dallas, Texas. Before I went to the reservation, I prayed for God to have the Indian artist to make the piece of jewelry that I should buy. When I got to the reservation, I prayed for God to show me the items to buy, and when I came home, I prayed for God to send the angels out to bring the customers in to buy the items. I never had a sale when I ran my business. In four years, I never had a sale. And everything sold. This is how I ran my business. I believe God taught me to do this. It says that the Holy Spirit teaches you all things I believe, secular as well as spiritual. We run into problems and we say, how do I handle this? And God gives us wisdom to be able to know what to do. I'm quoting from James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. And here's the difference between asking God or asking your mate or asking your neighbors or asking your friends or asking your pastor. God knows what's going to happen next month in your life. He knows what's going to happen next year in our lives. So when the wisdom is from God you have a sure thing. And that's very important. He will teach you all things, and he brings to your remembrance whatsoever Jesus has said. When I was a new Christian, my best friend who was raised Baptist told me that I had to start memorizing Scripture I have an earned Ph.D., so I'm accustomed to book learning. But she said I had to start memorizing Scripture. So she enrolled me in something called Bible Memory Association. And the only thing I had to do was memorize one Scripture a week and read it to my sponsor, who was Donna. And then at the end of a period of time, I guess she turned in the Report, and they get sent me a certificate, or something like that that was the hardest thing I've ever done, and I haven't an earned doctorate and that was the hardest thing I've ever done to try to memorize those scriptures. But after I learned about the Holy Spirit, I realized I don't have to work at learning scripture. all I have to do is to do the scripture, and when I need. To be reminded of that scripture, God's going to bring it to my memory because that's what the Holy Spirit does and each of us who are of God are sealed with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I'm quoting from Romans chapter 1. Don't be concerned if you don't get these scriptures written down because we have every one of the scriptures that I'm broadcasting today on episode 4. It's on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortation is the name of our blog. On the right side of the blog, you can go tap on the blog on podcast, recordings, and scriptures. You tap on that, you could hear this broadcast on that, but you can also read every scripture that I'm stating. You will read it. Every scripture is printed there under episode four of this broadcast. So, the first two things Jesus told us the Holy Spirit would do for us is to teach us all things. And the second thing is to remind us of everything that Jesus has said to us. There are two more things listed that the Holy Spirit will do for us, and that is in John chapter 16, verse 13. So please, if you are where you can see a Bible, turn to John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit, when He The Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, meaning of his own ideas, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak. And he, the Holy Spirit, will show you things to come. So the two other things he's going to do here is guide us into all truth. And show us things to come. What a valuable blessing this is to have the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the people didn't have the Holy Spirit. The prophets had the Holy Spirit. So the people had to go to the prophets to inquire about the will of God. That is not the case today. You directly hear from God if you belong to God. He will bring it to your mind the scriptures that Jesus has said, the concepts that God has given us. He will bring that to our mind. He will teach us all things. He will guide us into all truth. He will even show us things to come. Now, very often, I've been shown things to come through dreams. I lived in Clovis, New Mexico for 18 and a half years, helping my mother after my father died. At that time, God gave me a dream that I was, my house was attached to my cousin's house, but I couldn't go outside through her house. That I had to find another way to go out. When my mother died, My cousin wanted me to move to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where she lived, with a husband, and she had two adult-age sons who lived in the area. She said the boys will be such help to us. But I'd had a dream that I couldn't go through my cousin's house. I had to go another way. I ended up moving exactly the opposite direction to Lubbock, Texas, which was three hundred and fifty miles away from my cousin. Turned out that her cousin my cousin's husband died, so he would be of no help to us. My cousin had two adult age sons, and one of the boys she couldn't even get him to come and change a light bulb. She had to threaten him to get him to come to her house and help her. She told me this story that she told the boy If you don't come over here today and change this light bulb, I will get on the ladder and change it myself. And she was partially crippled. The other boy lived 90 miles away, so at that time he couldn't help much. He would have helped. But God knows this. He knew the husband was going to die. He knew one of the sons would not help, and the other son lived too far away to help. So we weren't going to have any help from her family. That's the way it is with God. He knows everything. He knows everything is going to happen to us. He knows exactly what's going to happen in the next month, in the next year. And if you will pray for wisdom, he will give you his wisdom. That's a promise of God. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, And it shall be given him. There's another scripture I would like us to look at today. And it concerns the Holy Spirit searching the heart of God to be able to show us the will of God for our lives. Wouldn't you like to know that every direction you went was the will of God? I certainly want to know that. I don't want to do something and go a certain way, and it not be the will of God. Because if God is with me, who can be against me? I want a sure thing, and we do have a sure thing when we follow the Spirit of God. Look at First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. I spent a great deal of time in this scripture as a new Christian and it taught me to follow the Holy Spirit. Paul said, and I brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ, which is the word of God, and him Crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, this is what God taught me. Don't try to figure out what you're going to say before. The person comes to your house. I just pray that I will say what God wants me to say. And then when I'm reminded of a scripture, I speak it to that person. Or when I'm reminded of an example, I speak it to that person because I know that's the Holy Spirit bringing it to my mind. Uh, We had a church, one of our church members that, Her son was coming to see her. He was from out of town. And she had a whole list of things she wanted to go over with him, a whole bunch of scriptures he and his wife had separated, and she wanted to really give him these scriptures. I happened to call about 30 minutes before the boy arrived at the house, or I should say the young man. I think he's 48 or so young to me. But anyway, just before he arrived at her house, I happened to call her. And she told me he would be there in about 30 minutes. And she had all these things she wanted to go over with him and all these scriptures. And I said, Oh, no, don't do that. Don't take that list and go over those things with him. Instead, pray that you will speak the things God wants you to speak and then just speak the things called to your memory. She did that and not one thing on her list was called to her memory and they had a very nice visit. You can ruin everything by planning it out in advance. Trust God. If you can trust God, it's all going to be wonderful even if you say something and he rejects it, you have the assurance of knowing that before he arrived at your house, you prayed for God to have you only speak that which he wanted spoken. Not only does it accomplish the will of God in the life of the other person, but for you it's a great comfort because after you speak certain things, You will have thoughts, oh, I shouldn't have said that. But if you have prayed before the person came, that God has you speak only what he wants, and you pray in faith and you believe this, as I do, you have such comfort in fighting thoughts that are from devils, which tell you you did the wrong thing or said the wrong thing thing. I use this all the time. Almost always if I'm going to see another person, I have prayed before I see that person that I only say that which God wants me to say. And I have faith that he will do that for me. I have assurance he will do that for me. And I've lived by it so many years. It is very natural for me to do this. So in 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 6, Paul says we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the Spirit of man which is in him? You could be at the grocery store and you could meet someone and you could be thinking what a horrible dress that person is wearing. That's what's in your heart. You might not say that to the person, hopefully, but that's in your heart. The only way you know the will of God is by the Spirit of God. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 11, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so? The things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So you see, the spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to each of us what God thinks about the matter what God thinks about that which we are getting ready to do. So we, the way I'm led, it's very strongly scriptural because it says God's yoke is easy and his burden is light, Matthew chapter 11. And in James 3.17, we read that the spirit that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. So I know if I'm thinking of doing something and I dread it or I feel negative about it or it costs too much money for me to afford to do or if it is extremely complex and difficult, I do not have the plan of God and I am not going in the way of God if that's the case. Just recently I had an appointment which I Dreaded going to. It was a piddling matter. I, I needed to have my toenails cut. So we were going to go to a senior citizen's center where there's a nurse who cuts toenails. It was scheduled for this particular day, but I dreaded it so much. It was something that I... It wasn't that expensive. It would have been easy for me to do it, but we had snow. That day. And the temperature in Colorado Springs, which is where I'm living at this moment, the temperature in Colorado Springs that day was minus seven when we awoke. The high for the day was supposed to be 28. I'm 82 years old, and snow is on the ground, and I have to go by wheelchair. This is not an easy yoke. I have yoked myself to an appointment. That's ridiculous. When I woke up that morning, I communicated that I wished to cancel that appointment, and the nurse didn't mind at all. She said, well, call back when you want to have an appointment. It's foolish to go through with certain appointments when you do not have to do that, when it is not critical, And you have that terrible burden inside you of having to do the appointment. Most people today are taught, grit your teeth and bear it and go forward and do it. That is not what God says to us. The scriptures that you can read that I'm going to write on our blog on this broadcast, read those scriptures carefully. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. If you have any dread at all, something is wrong with the plan. If there's anything at all in the future that you dread doing, the world teaches you grit your teeth and do it. God teaches you you're going the wrong way. There is another way to go. Stop. Pray. And if God wants you to go that way, he will change your heart. Don't try to change it yourself. But he will give you joy and gladness and you will look forward to it. But if you dread it, something is wrong with the plan you're starting to do. So Paul says, For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You cannot expect the world to know what we know. They cannot know it because the things we know are spiritually discerned and the spiritual discernment we have comes from the Spirit of God who lives in us. If you look at Ephesians 1, you will see that every real Christian is sealed by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God lives in us. That's why these little thoughts come up from the center of us to our mind by the Holy Spirit. Now thoughts also come, of course, from our own lust and our own desire and thoughts can come from devils, and all three can seem good to us. There's a scripture in Proverbs which says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It can seem right and be totally wrong, deadly for us. That's why I want a sure thing. I want to be sure that my way is planned by God, and that he is with me in the plan, and he is leading me in the plan. I can give you a very simple example of this. One day I was riding down the street, and a pickup truck pulled up beside me, and we stopped at a signal light. The pickup truck had a flatbed trailer loaded with firewood for a wood-burning fireplace. And as I looked at that, I thought, oh, I wish I had a wood-burning fireplace. My fireplace had gas logs in it. I wish I had that. And I had brought to my mind, you can do that. I had never before entertained the idea of changing from gas logs to wood until that second. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. Is it easy to be entreated? It certainly was. All I had to do was call the fireplace shop, where I lived, and arrange for them to remove the gas logs and put in a log lighter in my fireplace. In less than a week, this was accomplished. I was able to afford to do it. That's always a key thing. Are you afford to do? Are you able to do this financially? Is this going to be a burden on you? Is this going to be a burden on your family? Is it dangerous for you financially? I just don't do things that are dangerous for me financially. It has to be easy to be entreated, which fits the wisdom that's from above. It also says in James chapter 3 that if you are in envy or strife, There's confusion and every evil work. So before you try to follow God, you definitely have to get rid of the envy and strife. You are going in a deadly way if you're trying to match somebody else or outdo somebody else. So get that cleared up by prayer, turning to God and asking him to help you to have a clean heart, a pure heart and to go in a right way. He will. I have often prayed for God to create in me a clean heart and to renew a right spirit within me. David, david that's one of the Psalms of David. He prayed that. Don't worry, I will write it on our blog so you can see all these scriptures in writing. Again, our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Be sure and put that word exhortation there. For there are several ministries named Jesus Ministries. So you have to have the word Jesus Ministries Exhortations. E-X-O-R-H-O-R-T-I-O-N-S is I think the way you spell it. E-X-H-O-R-T-I-O-N-S. Exhortations. Jesus Ministries Exhortations. And on the right hand side of the home page you will see podcast, tap on that link, and it will take you directly to this recording, if you care to rehear this recording, and you can also see every scripture I have spoken to you on this episode, and really, you need to see these scriptures in writing, and many of the scriptures we need to keep in front of us for months, if not years, in order to be able to do them, For it doesn't do you any good to read the Scripture if you don't do the Scripture. You have to do the Scripture to make it a part of your life. So you really, really need to see these Scriptures. And you can hear me talk and follow along with the Scriptures, the exact Scripture that I am speaking to you. It's very reinforcing. And when you do a Scripture... You build your life on the Word of God, it will never fail. It will never fail. You are going in a sure, a sure way of God, and it will never fail. The storms come, and they beat on your house, but your house won't fall in because it's built on a solid foundation, the Word of God. I'm quoting from, I believe it's Matthew 7. And Jesus said, the house that those who hear my sayings and fail to do them, it's like a man who builds his house on sand. The rain comes, the storms come, your house is going to be swept away. But if you hear the word of God and do the word of God, you'll never fail. Now that scripture also will be on this podcast page. Because after I finish talking to you, I will take this broadcast and write every scripture and put it on that page of our blog, which says, Podcast. Again, the blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. On the right-hand side of the page, where it says, Podcast. That's what you want to tap on. This is Joan Boney speaking, and I thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.